Hey y'all, I'm Anjanae Ferguson, aka Expert Ange, your business systems and automation queen. On this episode, I'm dropping gems on how to make more money than you ever made from a place of divine guidance and divine peace. So tap in. You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 163 on firing yourself with some systems and processes. Yes, I'm super excited to have this conversation. We have the woman of the hour, Anjani, a.k.a. Angepedia, which you're going to hear that, <laughs> that, that nickname, right? We got the owner of Ampere Business Solutions, business and operations strategist, and a master student, hence why her friends call her Angepedia. She is uh, like a walking exci- uh, encyclopedia, knows all the cool, fun facts and things like that. Uh, and just being a master student in general and doing what Ange does, I mean, you have to have a level of, you know, that that drive to be a learner and to be a, a student always to be always figuring out or thinking about how can things be easier? How can processes be created to make our jobs and our lives easier so that we can retire ourselves, fire ourselves, however you want to put it. But I'm super excited to have this conversation again, because you millionaires know we always talking about systems. We're always talking about processes. We're always talking about how can we live a life of passion and just enjoy ourselves while still making some money in the in, in the in the long term. And that's what today we're going to be talking about, being able to find something that you love, create a business, create some processes and some systems so that you can still enjoy time with your family, enjoy time with your loved ones, you know, enjoy your own, you know, personal, personal time and, and go on vacations a little bit more. So super excited to have this conversation. And let's just dive right into it. And um, Ange, I want to pass the mic off for you to do a little bit of a further introduction and tell the listeners a little bit about what they can expect from today's episode. Yeah, well, what's up, millionaires? I'm Anjanae Ferguson, aka Expert Ange, and I am your business systems and automation queen. Um, In today's episode, you can expect me to drop gems about, you know, working diligently, working intentionally, but not working hard, and how to bring in more money while working less than you've ever before. So make sure you lock in with us on the Million Dollar Mind Pocket. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And that just got me even more motivated to have this conversation with you, Ange, because I mean, it's it just systems and processes, like how we're able to work smarter and not harder. And, um, you know, people always say grind until you die. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we, we not creating businesses to do that. If we were creating businesses to grind till we die, we might as well just work a job all week. Like we're just creating a job at that point. So uh, I'm super excited to have this conversation to our millionaires that are joining us for the first time. Welcome. And to our vets, welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the most trusted podcast in the world for passion attraction. Let me just tell you, you are in the right place if you are here looking for money-making tips and tricks for living a more passionate life. So, Ange, let's just let's, let's dive into today's content and start off with some of your experiences and like what has molded you into the person that's that's really joining us today, this systems queen, this operational strategist, what, what, what experiences do you have that kind of turned your attention towards these things? Yeah, so I honestly ended up here by accident, <laughs> which most <laughs> ops managers will tell you that they find their way into this by accident. Um, I started off in creative advertising. So my undergrad degree is in creative advertising. I was a copywriter. 
And in doing the work, trying to stand up ads and, you know, build out marketing campaigns, realized that I like doing more than just the writing part. So when I got into, I guess my, it was my first job out of school. I went to my boss and I was like, Hey, I know that I can do this, but I want to try to get my hands on some other stuff too. So he allowed me to start working on social media marketing. He allowed me to start working on digital marketing. And that was my first foray into the whole marketing campaign management side of the house when it came to advertising and things like that. Um, Changed roles and changed jobs shortly after that. And again, in that role, started off as a copywriter, but went to my boss and said, hey, I got more talent than this. What else can I do? And the first project that they gave me was the annual fundraising day for the organization and ended up doubling the income, doubling the fundraising dollars that we had brought in from the year before from leading that campaign. And I was like, all right, so I got some skills in this. Like, what else can I do? Um, Went on from there to start working on, you know, multiple six figure uh, marketing campaigns, working on fundraising campaigns that brought in over a million dollars and figuring out that the pieces of the campaign, the things that are behind the scenes that make those ads come to life are more important than what's on the ads themselves. So how much time we were spending on creating advertisements, um, how much manpower we were putting into, you know, things like uh, recording a commercial versus how much money we got as, as a return on investment in the back end. So how much money were we spending on manpower versus how much money we were receiving from doing that commercial and mm. ended up in day-to-day operations trying to figure out how to make the numbers make sense in that equation. So if we're spending 50 hours of manpower at $45 an hour paying all of our staff trying to get this done and we only bring in $1,500, it wasn't worth it. Um, So really got into human resource management, um, project management, and operations management from that path. And along the way, found that optimizing your time to get more done faster, one, brings you in more money because you're getting more money making things done. Mm -hmm. But if you can get things done faster, you have more time to yourself. So in that space, I found myself because at the, at this time in my personal journey, I was in grad school trying to get my master's. It was like the beginning of the pandemic. So we were just in shutdown. I was working at a university. So all of our um, admissions events had to be transitioned to virtual. So trying to transition things like open houses, um, admitted student days over to the virtual space, trying to get my master's degree, trying to build out my side hustles, doing all of this at the same time, I had to figure out how to get it done on a regular schedule. So really found that I had to learn how to work fast. I had to learn how to work smart. And then I really didn't like working. (laughs) Like a lot of people (laughs) will try to figure out ways to say, you know, I love what I do. I love what I do, but I love to rest. And I had to figure out ways to to do everything that I wanted to do, make all the money that I wanted to make and find ways to bring in that rest and that self-care that I wanted to do. Um, So finding ways to optimize my time, finding ways to find radical rest in the midst of all of the things that were going on in the world became my passion. Mm -hmm. So now I help other people who are in the faith-based space, who are purpose-driven, who are, you know, people helping other people. I help those people find ways to optimize their time so that they can make the most of their time at the desk and the most of their time away with their family. Right, right. Awesome. I I love that. So it, it seems like you're really doing a great job of helping people who want to help people, right? Mm -hmm. Because helping people 
though as much as we enjoy it can be exhausting and as as a coach transitioning from not having a digital product to coaching one-on-one I I know from first-hand experiences like you really enjoy helping people but at the end of the day coaching people one-on-one is is not scalable it's just not and if you have five students a week Mm -hmm. that's five hours of your time that you're guaranteed that you have to be somewhere uh, every week so it's like it can get it can get dangerous as far as carving out time for yourself so I love that you're that you found your passion and your niche as far as helping people who help people Mm -hmm. make the best out of the out of their time so it's like we can continue to reward those who are helping others right so that's amazing and one thing you brought up was you know getting things done faster. You wanted Mm -hmm. to learn how to just get things done faster. And I really want to hone in on that. So people don't, uh, so that doesn't get lost in context because oftentimes we see things and it's like, we're trying to get things done faster. We want to get to the destination faster. Everything is about speed. And we have this assumption that, okay, moving, moving fast is more important than moving correct. So when you first got into creating these systems and operations for moving faster and getting things done faster, how were you also able to still maintain that efficiency and that, uh, that impact in your activities? Absolutely. So moving faster without sacrificing quality for sure. Um, so it was born out of the department that I was working in before I went full-time in my uh, business the saying that they loved is that we're building the plane as we're flying it. And to me, that never made sense. Why on earth would you take off in this plane that's not all the way together and start putting stuff together? And it was like every project that we were working on um, felt like everything was getting done in the 11th hour. We were always 10 steps behind. We were always trying to play catch up instead of taking the time to take a step back, breathe, plan, and then execute. So the process of creating that plan to make sure you're not skipping steps. You're not having to go back and redo things that you did um, before and streamlining that process makes you do things faster because you're not going to clean up the mistakes that you made in haste. So working diligently, working according to a plan allows you to get to your end destination more quickly because you're not taking those detours to fix X, Y, and Z along the way. So really understanding what you're trying to accomplish before you start having day-to-day check-ins, having uh, timed check-ins to figure out, all right, am I on track? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I going to hit my completion date? Do I need to change my goal date? Um, And making sure that those things along the way, those little stepping stones along the way are plotted accordingly to get there faster without sacrificing that quality. Yeah, that's super important. And um, also as far as like KPIs, like, Mm -hmm. and of course that's a, that's a, that's a, this is this might be a loaded question because KPIs <laughs> vary per right. business and per industry. But as far as that, starting with the end in mind and working backwards and, mm-hmm. and trying to have that idea for what you want before creating these systems and processes, how can you start off with like like what are you what I, I want to hear this? What is your uh, method or the steps or process that you follow to create different types of KPIs or performance indicators that help you now work backwards. Like these are the things that I want to measure. And now I can create systems to measure them more efficiently or create processes around them. What was what your step-by-step process for that? Yeah. So 
it depends on the type of project. So I'll give you two different scenarios. Mm -hmm. So if it's a project that is like a time driven project, like an event or like a launch, something that has a date tied to it, that you know that if you don't get to this date, you're either going to have to change marketing, you're going to have to issue an apology. Like if you know that you're running towards something, I start with a milestone register. So basically it is plotting out, working backwards from your final date and reverse engineering all of the milestones that are going to be the dominoes in your process. So like if you're planning an event, what day do I have to get marketing out to make sure that I get the best turnout? Uh, How many people do I need to get on my return on investment? And how am I going to make sure that I'm reaching those right people? Um, How am I going to pay for printing? All of those things, anything that's going to be on your to-do list that if it's done late or if it's done improperly, it's going to have a cascading effect on the rest of the work. So you work backwards, plot out all those milestones. And then once you see those milestones, you can start to attach KPIs in those moments, in those bite-sized pieces, right? I find it that when you're trying to do things as a whole and you're trying to just only look at the big picture, it's very easy to get caught up in that. I think I'm going to do best this way. I think I'm going to do best this way instead of looking at the research and looking at what the numbers are telling you and the small stepping stones along the way. So when you break it down into those big milestones, you can say, okay, if I have to get marketing out by, uh, let's say, what is today? If I have to get marketing out by April 12th, I need to make sure that things are started by April 1st, I have to make sure that everything's signed off on by March 31st and then set those KPIs according to those dates. Um, For things like marketing, obviously you have to do your research. It depends on what you're doing. That's your time-based projects. When it comes to things that are like ongoing, like optimizing, like making your business better, like how many leads can I bring in? um, How much money I want to make per month? Those things aren't necessarily tied to anything other than what your standards are and your goals are as a business owner. So what you have to do is take a stake in what you've already done, look at where you've already come from, right? Because, you know, you can't be setting, I want to make 10K months when you haven't hit your $100 month, right? Look at what (laughs) you've actually done. Um, Set real, I hate the word realistic. Let me not say that word. Set intentional calculated goals based on where you've already gone where you already come from and the work that you're already putting into, right? So if you know that you are a launch-based business and you're going to have different amounts of money coming in every month, depending on what you're launching that month, or if you're launching that month, set your goals based on that, but don't try to do it for the, the entire year. Don't try to do it, you know, in these macro levels, the micro level is where the real work gets done. Mm-hmm. 1000%. And Man, we got to coin that phrase. That's the first (laughs) time I've heard it used like that. But I, too, do not like the word realistic, Mm -mm. but intentional, calculated goals, right? Being more intentional and and having a rhyme to the reason. A lot of times we we just talk about the what. And I want to do this. I want to do that. But we don't think about the why. And along uh, a lot of things go far away of just thinking about the why. And now. I do want to take a step back because it it just sounds from the outside looking in, it can sound so meticulous, right? It can Mm -hmm. sound like at some point we're doing too much. Like at what point do you know, or do you find that you're maybe overthinking some of these things, right? Instead of like, because still at the end of the day, success loves action. Like you have to act. And sometimes we can spend too much time like planning and trying to, 
cross all our T's that are, when do you know that you're doing too much of that and not actually acting and make just making the mistakes? Cause you can learn from the mistakes just as much as you learn from having these things figured out. Exactly. So when do you know you need to act? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think, um, I get to the point where I'm in the plan and I'm like, all right, now go. There's no rhyme or reason to when I say, all right, now go. But I get to a point where I'm like, I can get people at least in the start of this process and the beginning of this funnel. And if I have to fix it along the way, I'll fix it along the way. So Mm -hmm. my practice right now, build the template. If you know, like, so I built out this entire CEO time management bundle and it's for people who do multiple things in their businesses whether you're a podcast host like you are, right? So there is a template for what scheduling and planning out a podcast episode would look like. There is a template for what a marketing campaign would look like. There's a template for how you're going to launch a new landing page, but it's done, right? You do it once. Do it once, create a template, and then implement it. If you need to edit the template as you go, the only way you're going to learn that is by doing. So you build it out, you get it to a point where you're like, this makes sense. I'm confident in this. I feel good. And you start to test, you test your phase, you you update and you optimize as you go. I'm never the person to say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I am always optimizing, always ongoing, looking for ways to grow, to improve. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to do it. You just got to take the leap, get into the work, and then eventually it will um, reveal itself to you what needs to get fixed and what needs to get changed. That's amazing. And I... I- that that does answer my question. And I even love that you tied in, if it ain't broke, don't fix it too, because yeah. it's like, we're conditioned, to just, <laughs> we're, we're conditioned to not change. Like right. all of these things are like conditioning us to not change. And I'm learning along the way as well, that if it isn't broke, you don't fix it if you want to stay where you are. Exactly. <laughs> right. So if you want to grow your business, you can't get to that $100,000 a month doing the same things that got you to the 10K month. So it may not be broke. It's going to continue to earn you 10K a month. But if you want to earn more, you have to change some things. So I I love that you brought that up. And again, if you're, it sounds like you know when to move and when to act because you're still focusing on intentional calculated goals. So they're intentional. So your body just knows. Are you opposed to, let's say, because I, I love the concept of templates. Are you opposed to just like starting something, but having the intentions of documenting your your steps so that at least you did it, you know what it takes to do it, but you at least have the steps to where you can now build out the template after the fact? Absolutely. So I just found a software. I'm gonna have to go look and figure out what it's called, but I found a mm-hmm. software or uh, I follow another ops manager and she plugged the software that copies your clicks So like, if you know that you're doing a process and you know, you do this process all the time, but you don't know exactly how to write it down, you start the software and it follows what you're doing, captures what you're doing and creates the template for you. So you don't even have to really think about, you know, how to get it out on paper. All you have to do is go through your process, go through the motions and it'll capture for you. I have to go back and look and see what it's called, but I know that that exists. So I'm absolutely all for get the work done, write it down while you're doing it. Um, as long as you save what you're doing so that the next time you come back to do it, you're not starting from square one. Mm-hmm. You're not reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. I, I, I'm a huge proponent of templates. I use templates. You even seen an example of the template <laughs> yeah. when I showed you the credibility. Like 
Absolutely. everything is templated out. Um, so we talked a little bit about growth in that in that small, small bit right there. How crucial are having systems and processes for at least projecting or preparing your business for for new growth? Oh, they are critically important, vitally important. You can't do it without them, right? So like the biggest pushback that I get from business owners about why they can't um, delegate, because that's all it is, all using systems is just delegating to something else. It's not to someone mm-hmm. else, it's to something else. And the mm-hmm. biggest pushback I get when I tell people you need to delegate, you need to lighten your load, you need to take things off your own plate is that I can't afford to hire someone else to do it, right? Not thinking that the answer to your problems is a $200 a year software that's going to answer those emails that you're spending 45 minutes a day doing. So when you're thinking about how to grow as a business, you have to develop the framework that you're going to use no matter how big you go, right? Obviously, you're going to always be optimizing, but you need to put the systems, you need to put the strategies in place so that you're not getting to the point of massive growth, right? You go viral on Instagram, you go viral on TikTok, and now you have 400 orders, but your website's not strong enough to handle them. You don't have an intake form to capture people for an email list. And now all these people who came to you, who found you, don't have a way to actually buy from you. So when you get those systems set up, when you do it before you blow up, right? We got to do it before you blow up so that you're not backtracking. You're making sure that you capture everybody from day one. You're making sure that you capture people from the top of the funnel who are ready to purchase now or who are not ready to purchase now and you nurture them throughout their journey. So I absolutely think, you know, using systems is critically important to growing as a business because think about it, when you're not using them, you're still relying on yourself to do everything or you're finding people to hire, to outsource, to do these things that a system could do and probably paying, you know, two or three times what you would pay for software. So Mm -hmm. if you want to grow efficiently, if you want to grow with the biggest return on your investment, systems are where it's at for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I think the word of the day at this point, Angie, is is intentional because going back to just like when you blow up and you don't have these things, it's like at that point you blew up by accident. Right. You you blew up by accident. Exactly. And I've had, I've had, I've had videos, like true story. I had posted a video of my dog catching this huge attitude with me. And (laughs) I just posted it on Facebook. I'm like, Facebook, like people with dogs. And I posted it on the reels, just kind of like exploring the new feature of the reels. And out of nowhere, like two weeks later, the the video goes to like 2 million views. Right. And I'm just like, what the heck? And then my <laughs> homeboys was telling me, bro, you should have, you should have put like follow the MDM podcast for for more moments like this or something mm-hmm. like that in the buy in the in the description. But at that point, I couldn't change it. And I tell you not, within literally another week, another two weeks, this thing maxed out at like 12 million views. And it's like, that's the example of like blowing up by accident. It's like mm-hmm. you just post things unintentionally. And uh, you you just just kind of back to your point, you don't want to put yourself in a uh, position where you're not always thinking Mm -hmm. about your business and about where something can go. Right. Like always be thinking like this has the potential, especially if you create it like this has the potential to reach more people than I think. How can I be ready for that, that that volume? How can I be ready for that volume? So you're saying systems are a way to to be ready for that volume. 
Um, are systems mainly just for softwares or can you create systems uh, around people, you know, even yeah. for the people who are looking to, you know, delegate with other people instead of, you know, softwares and things like that? Yeah. So systems and strategies are my two pillars. So the systems are the softwares that you use, you know, the the platforms that you invest in and your strategies mm-hmm. are how you move as a business owner and how you move as a business. So um, there are, we have complete like formulas, blueprints for whatever systems you need to use um, and strategies for how you're going to move as a business. So what does that mean? Um, thinking about what your mission is as a business before you launch, thinking about how you're going to use your logo before you figure out what it's going to look like. Um, thinking about the color psychology in your brand palette before it goes public as a logo or as your Instagram, you know, colors, right? Every single thing is intentional and it is serves a purpose for how you're going to run as a business owner. So you think about your mission because your mission informs you or it leads you to what kind of partnerships you're going to do to grow, right? Your mission leads you to the type of person you're going to market to. Um, the psychology between, behind your color palette tells your viewers, your audience, your followers, what to expect from you without you even having to open your mouth, right? Because color has meaning. Um, so just thinking about all of those strategies before you move forward, before you get to the point of growth, because at that point it's too late, right? When you're onboarding your first hires, it's too late to think about how you want your company culture to be. Because at that point, they're going to decide the culture for you, whether you like it or not. Um, Mm -hmm. things like, you know, choosing your messaging intentionally, um, creating strategic messages so that when you get on a platform like this, like a million dollar mind podcast, you know what you're talking about. You're not just off the cuff trying to make it up right so like i'm a huge proponent for things like building a messaging vault or a content reservoir all of the things that you're going to talk about your content pillars your content type Um, i'm a huge proponent for um, time blocking so i know how i'm going to spend every single day of every week because my mondays are for something my tuesdays are for something my wednesdays are for something my thursdays are for something i don't work every friday so my fridays are whatever i want them to be Um, But yeah, making sure that you have those strategies as a business owner, because you started a business for freedom, right? You didn't start Mm -hmm. a business to work nine to five. You didn't start a business to work 16 hours a day. You started a business so that you could, you know, create the time freedom that you want in your life um, or you're side hustling to get to that point. And you want to make sure that, again, intentional. You're right. It is going to be our way for a day, right? You're (laughs) intentionally building out how you want to move, thinking about where you're going instead of where you are right now. Yeah, that's super important. And uh, another thing that you mentioned that I, I that really stuck to my mind, and I, I'm very curious to hear how how once you made the switch, it worked for you. You mentioned time blocking, yeah. And I love the concept of of time blocking or giving yourself these like focus zones. Yeah. How 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 effective did you find yourself versus when you had the time blocking? You know, just versus not having the time blocking, but still having a plan, right? Because you know, you seem like a person that's always organized, always having a plan. But <laughs> what, what has been the, the what, what's been the difference between at least having the plan? You know, maybe having some to dos, some checklists, maybe yeah. to now creating time blocks where you focus on a specific task or a specific uh, focus uh, during a certain amount of time. What, what has been the difference? How has that helped you out? Yeah. So I am scatterbrained. I'm not going to lie. I, and it's because I think about every single thing I have to do all at once instead Mm. of trying to focus on one thing at a time. And when I work like that, when I don't time block every single thing that comes up in my brain, I start to move on that. 
So like I'll be writing an email and be like, oh, I forgot to schedule my social media and start doing that. And then I'll say, oh, uh, my Zoom trial is up next week and I need to add my credit card information and I'll start doing that. Never finish the email, never finish the post. And now nothing's done. I've touched four different things, but nothing's done. So I learned very early about myself. If I don't sit down and have some kind of framework around what I'm about to do, I'm going to do everything and nothing. Um, and I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of business owners work like that too. Like one day, I don't know what I was doing, but I, I didn't have a plan for the day. I sat down at this computer for like, I think seven or eight hours straight, didn't get up. And I cannot tell you what I did that day. I have no idea. Like <laughs> the numbers were not making sense. I was there for hours on end doing nothing. So when it comes to time blocking, it makes sure that one thing is done in its entirety before moving on to the next. And I think it's what Mark Twain said, eat the frog, do the hardest mm. thing at the beginning of the day. I am one of those people. I don't eat the frog first. I eat the frog second. So I have to do one small task to get my momentum going and then mm-hmm. do the harder task right after that. Cause I like, you know, the, the feeling of, Oh yeah, I checked something off my to-do list. Now I can do anything. <laughs> so mm-hmm. then, you know, do the one task, check it off your to-do list, eat the frog, get that hardest thing. Um, out of the way so that you can focus on all of the rest of the stuff. And then the other thing that I have to time block or it will suck up my entire day is responding to emails within the company. So like when it yeah. comes to responding to clients, when it comes to um, like inquiries, things like that, that that is more automated for us. So like follow-ups for invoices, follow-ups for appointments, all of those things are automated. But when it comes to things like, Ange, did you see this message from XYZ client? Those things, they can take up your whole day. So setting time, like set a timer, do a Pomodoro, 25 minutes on, 25 minutes off. But if you don't time block your emails, you will find yourself lost in that email train all day, all day. Yeah, I, I learned I learned about that, um, <laughs> getting into, into real estate. And, yeah. and every single transaction we're a part of is probably like eight to 10 parties involved. Right. And, once you get to the closing table, those emails start flooding. And I found myself doing that same thing. And uh, another thing that I, that I love that you mentioned was just kind of like, it, it just sounds like a, a better way of leveraging time mm-hmm. because I really don't like using the word time management per mm-hmm. se, because we can't truly manage time because if you right. think about time is going to do what it's doing anyway, it's going to spin around that clock. With, with or without our permission but it sounds like you're doing a really good job of managing your focus mm-hmm. and ever since technology i say was created <laughs> you know to giving us the abilities to multitask us as humans we have lied to ourselves thinking that multitasking is a good thing right. <laughs> and it really i don't i don't really think multitasking is truly a good thing if you're trying to be productive right. and efficient so um, I, I love that you that we were able to touch on that. And I, I really think that our millionaires will, will touch on will really be able to take a lot away from creating these systems, especially like automating emails, yeah. creating these time blocks. All these things are useful. Um, what were your expectations when you first got started and you you, you first started uh, Ampere Business Solutions to the reality of, you know, you, you know, tapping into the actual processes and systems and operations that you started you know before you know uh starting the business so i actually started off not doing operations i started off doing solely project management and Mm -hmm. from the outside looking in they are exactly the same thing but it's just a subtle nuance in the industry a project has an end date 
So you're working on something that has a completion time, whereas operations is your day-to-day, you're ongoing. Um, and I realized that you can't fix the time leveraging with projects until you fix it with the operations. So it was like trying to go against the grain of what they were used to in one on a one-on-one basis where you really needed to take the holistic view at the business to say, okay, your projects aren't succeeding because your zone of genius is writing and you're spending time proofreading contracts. And that's not going to help you do what you need to do. So I really have taken kind of a shift a little bit since I first started out Mm -hmm. and really honing in on the needs of my clients. So I found that I did not start off working solely with people who help other people. I was kind of just trying to find my groove and figure out where I wanted to go. And in the process, thinking about my past, I've always worked for nonprofits. I've always worked for like spiritual centers. So whether it was um, churches or um, nonprofits that were faith-based, I've always found myself in that space. And working with the people who know that what they're working on is bigger than them, they get burnt out so much faster because they go so much harder because they know they're working for a purpose. They're working to help someone to change the world, to do something. So trying to shift my focus from, okay, we're trying to get any business to get these projects done right to we're trying to help the people that are, you know, helping lives, the people who are um, giving of themselves to better other people, stop feeling burnt out and give more of themselves in a better capacity so that the product they're creating is better. Um, the, The experience that they're creating for others is better. So I really came into this one out of a, Somewhat out of necessity, I really did not want to start my business. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was always like the top tier performer. I thought I was going to be employee of the year, you know, and work for someone else for the rest of my life. Um, But I got this call from God in the beginning of 2021 to say, no, you you can do this on a capacity that's going to help much more than this, just this one company that you're here for. Mm-hmm. So you have to find ways to expand. You have to find ways to touch more lives. And starting that business and stepping out on faith was the opportunity to do that. Um, and I had to shift my mindset from, okay, I'm an employee trying to just, you know, make ends meet and do what I got to do. I started off my business in that mentality from, I just got to make ends meet and I just got to do what I want to do to really grounding myself in my intention. No, you are here to help people who help people because that's going to increase how many lives they can change and how many people are going to get impacted. So it comes down to, you know, thinking about the start, starting from the beginning. Operations are the beginning, not projects. Um, Focusing on people is the beginning, not focusing on the dollar. So trying to shift those mindsets, it has been a complete journey, a complete 180. I never thought I would end up here, but very, very happy to to see where God's taking me to see where I'm ending up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you were able to shift that mindset of, of yeah. course, for obvious reasons, right. Uh, of having you on here and, and speaking about, you know, your experiences. And I think that for that same reason of, you know, why you had to go through that mindset shift, it, I think is the same reason why I'm not really too much of a fan of the word realistic mm-hmm. or the word employee. Yeah. And I think it is meant that that word is 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 just naturally going to give us this mindset naturally. But I think that if even if if you are an employee, because there's nothing wrong with having a job, being employed. But if we shift the mindset of being an employee to a contractor, 
And we have this understanding that we're contracted to do this job, to bring a certain level of innovation, just to be entrepreneurial minded. We can use these spaces of employment as like the training, you know, facilities, the basketball court, the football field, the track, you know, field of what it is that our calling is and our purposes. And it sounds like you did a really good job of once you shifted that mindset of seeing you know, your job as this opportunity to train, 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 Mm -hmm. learn more of these systems, learn more of these operations. So then once you were prepared to make the jump into creating your own business, it's like you were already doing that. (laughs) So it's like you didn't have to start all over. Yeah. And that was not a mindset shift that came easily. And Mm -hmm. I will say one of the things that helped me get there was your book. So I read Mm. your book. If you have not read the book, go get the book, Leave from the Front. It's a great book. It's a very easy and impactful Mm -hmm. read. Okay. Um, and I realized that the way I was modeling my activities as an employee when I was working full time was leading me to become like the leadership at the company that I didn't like. So mm. realizing that I was picking up practices from these people who were imparting their knowledge on me and it was changing my trajectory in a way that I didn't like. So I had to shift my mindset to say, okay, if I work for somebody else, they set the standards of their values. They set the standards for their mission and it doesn't necessarily align with me. So what do I want to do? How, how do I want to be a leader? How do I want to shift my mindset? And your book was definitely helpful in getting me there faster. Man, I am, I'm flattered. I had, I had no idea. I'm just glad to hear that it, that it helped you, you know, just make such a huge change in your life. I'm, I'm, I'm really a loss for words at this point. (laughs) I I appreciate that. You put all the words um, in the book. That's all you needed. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Thanks again for that. Um, so wh- what would you say was essentially the moment for you that helped you realize your niche? Because I know you said you weren't always, mm-hmm. the goal wasn't always to, you know, help people who are helping people. You started off doing other things. What was the moment that helped you switch gears into that focus and making that your niche? Yeah, I don't think it was one moment. I think it was, I noticed patterns, right? Mm. So I was going into some days focused on, all right, how much money am I going to make? How am I going to close these deals? What am I going to do? Right. And I was finding on those days that I was more stressed. I was anxious and I wasn't hitting my goals. But when I went into days, like how many people can I help today? Who do I need to respond to, to add value to their life? Or um, how can I impact at least one person today? I was bringing in more money. People I didn't even know were signing up for things for me. So I don't, I don't think it was a specific moment that was like, wow, Angie, you need to do it better this way. One, the, the clarity for me is that it's more profitable, which who would have thought not focusing on profit brings you in profit. But knowing that I've always been grounded in this faith space and I've always been um, you know, a nonprofit person, I always chose to work at nonprofits over like the, big, the bigger companies because I always wanted to have that impact remembering mm-hmm. that that's who I am and walking fully in who I am of, I know I'm here to help people. I know I'm called to do this thing has made me more authentic in what I do. It makes bringing value to other people's lives more easy and that brings more money in. So when I focus on, you know, remember who you are, remember what you do this for, the money flows to me more easily. So you, you got to follow the money, but the money is in the purpose. Yeah. Man, another gym snap. <laughs> that's a snapper right there. I don't I don't remember where I heard this this quote, but I heard it and everything you just said spoke to me in the same way I heard this quote. Mm-hmm. And it was something along the lines of 
if you protect your purpose, your purpose will protect you. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're saying. It's like, you don't have to go out here doing things, chasing money, right? If you go out here chasing you, right? Yeah. Chasing who you want to be, your purpose, who you, the path that you truly want to walk on is going to protect you naturally because you're going to attract, you're going to attract the legacy. You're going to attract the people that you can impact. Word of mouth is going to spread. Money is going to come to you because you're doing things that are impacting people. So money has to come to you so right. you can continue to, 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 um, to um, impact just, it's the natural law to live. So everything that you just said really spoke to me in the same way that that quote did. And I do want to switch gears a little bit more towards the content uh, of today. That was the context. Now I want to focus a little bit more on the content. And if you could, like, you might've answered this in the beginning, mm -hmm. but if you could reiterate what, what in, in your eyes, what is the first step into creating a process for your business? Mm -hmm. And it could be, it could be, um, I, cause I, 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 I get that, you know, it's a whole lot of businesses, a whole lot of industries. So it can be very, uh, it doesn't have to be niche specific, but uh, just the, the first step in, in general to creating a process. Yeah. So start at the end. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to accomplish is where you need to start. Because until you've gotten clear on where you're going, you can't possibly figure out how to get there. Right. So you used to start with, you know, Let's say you're planning an event. The end goal is the event. It's a successful event. And you know that. But what does it mean to be a successful event? Do you have 50 people attend or do you have 150 people attend? Do you have 50,000 people attend, right? So start in getting clear on what your goals are. Start in, you know, planning where you want to go. You always have to start with the end in mind and then reverse engineer how you want to get back to that place. So for me, it was, I know that I want to get to the point where I'm only working four days a week. I only want to work seven hour work days. I don't want to touch my phone. I don't want to touch my computer on the weekend. How do I have to structure my days so that I am getting the most done while I'm at the computer so I can truly unplug when I'm unplugged, right? Mm -hmm. That means I need to do lead generation one day. That means I need to check in on my money one day. That means I need to do the actual client work one day. So you have to you know, structure your days to accomplish that goal of, all right, if I'm only working four days a week. Let's start to plan the four days a week at the right now. I mean, I work four days every other week. So I'm getting to the point where I can really start to unplug and do what I want to do. And that could be anything for you. So like, if you know that you want to um, plan and post podcasts three to four times a month, and you want to streamline how you bring that in, right? Create a template for how you're going to run your podcast, how you're going to find your guests, how you're going to choose your topics and start to sew into that system because you'll optimize it along the way. You'll find new ways to make it better along the way, but you have to figure out where you're going before you can start. Definitely got to know the end in mind, keep the end in mind and work backwards. And I, I do, we did talk about that in the beginning. What do people like, what do people try to avoid that is from your experience of your clients that come to you? What do people typically try to avoid that is actually necessary and shouldn't be avoided? <laughs> I mean, the entire process, if you want to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I think the biggest hurdle that I find people have to overcome in order to be successful in these systems is letting go of feeling like you have to do it all. And that is like, it seems like such a vague concept. It seems like, what does that have to do with business? 
But until you shift your mindset from you being the person that physically does everything, you're never going to be able to let go of enough things to automate and bring in that passive income. So like if you're the type of person that has to proofread every single email, you're the type mm-hmm. of person that has to um, post every single uh, social media post. If you're the type of person that has to um, hand write every single contract, if you have to talk to every single client yourself, if you're not trusting in your systems and in your team to do all that work for you, it doesn't matter what you invest in. It doesn't matter who you hire. You're not taking anything off your plate because you're not, you're not, you're not really delegating. You're, you're, you're micromanaging at that point. Um, so releasing that need. And I find that the need comes from the sense of validation. Like I need to feel like I did something today. So if I didn't do X, Y, and Z, if I didn't read all the emails, if I didn't touch every single thing, I didn't actually do anything. And letting that go is really the thing that you have to get over and overcome to really start to bring things into yourself. Because until you let that go, you're going to be spinning your wheels, running around in circles like the chicken and Jacob. Right. And at the end of the day, the goal is to create a business to make money while not having to do anything. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can I be Jeff Bezos where y'all, y'all drivers go deliver whatever y'all deliver and I'm playing golf or I'm at the resort. Like I'm, I'm trying to get to that level. Can you, and this is how I have to put it into context. Like, can you imagine if you ordered a pair of headphones and Jeff Bezos got out the Amazon truck to deliver them, you would be looking at him like he was crazy. And that's mm-hmm. how you're, that's how your clients are looking at you. Like, why are you responding to this email asking how, where my package is? Like, have somebody else do that. Let a system do that. You don't have to do that because when you're really that CEO, you're so far removed from those day-to-day little things, or you should be, because you should be focusing on how to bring more money. That's your focus as CEO. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that mindset and it's like great minds Ange, because you literally yeah. are are touching on things i literally <laughs> went on a twitter rant yesterday where i said mm-hmm. um you know so many of us claim to be entrepreneurs when we actually are entrepreneurs yep. everybody wants to do every little thing and they don't want to let go and uh delegate like of course like you said to to the people or to the systems and softwares that could be doing these things for us easily while we can focus on getting to the growth getting to the money getting to the purpose the overall purpose of the business in the first place um and i think that that relies on our trust in ourselves to lead like we 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 just want to do because we really don't want to be responsible for telling people what to do because we don't know how to tell people what to do. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that. So um, what, what do you think is the overall mindset uh, we should be in when it comes to creating these processes, starting with the end in mind? Like, how can we, let me ask you this, what's your favorite place or favorite environment or favorite time to brainstorm a new idea and the end in mind for that idea, whether it's a new business or a new project. Yeah. Okay. So I am, like I said, we are a faith-based business. I'm, you know, I'm Jesus lover. So I always start in, you know, prayer and meditation because I, when my ideas are divinely guided, they Mm -hmm. succeed. No question. Right. When I'm trying to figure out things and I'm like, I found this on Instagram and I thought that was cute. And I try to work it out. There's always something, but when it's divine, it's easy. Right. So start in, you know, trying to figure out where you want to go, do that prayer, do that meditation. I love candles. I love getting in my Zen and just being in the moment and focusing on, okay, what do I need to accomplish? What do I want to accomplish? Right. 
let's say my goal for the year is to help 30 businesses, um, impact 30 entrepreneurs, 30 business owners, help them streamline their systems so that they can find this, this time freedom, right? So I know that that end goal is 30 business owners, right? Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? Who do I have to become? What space do I have to be in as a person to lead those 30 business owners and lead them well? What do I have to do every day? I got to talk to God every day. I got to do my research every day. I have to perfect my craft every day. I have to do the work in the process every day so that I know that I am um, developing my skill set to where it needs to be to impact these people, right? Um, and thinking about that, knowing that I need to nurture them. What kind of nurturing does do these 30 people need? So going into the intention of setting that nurturing, do they need the value of how to build content pillars? Do they need the value of um, what systems are going to get them the biggest return on their investment at the first stage of their journey, right? So figuring out where the people who you're impacting are, where are they? Helping them get from step one to step two to step three in their journey. And maybe you're not step one or step two, maybe hiring you is step four, but making sure that you're supporting them through that funnel, through that process of understanding what you do to get them to that next step of hiring you, right? So when it comes to getting there, you know, thinking about how you need to nurture them, thinking about um, what's going to push them to act from step A to step B. And does that mean building out a funnel to get them from step A to step B? Does that mean uh, putting on a masterclass to get them from step A to step B? Does that mean um, going live, doing a podcast and just thinking about all of those, you know, fine-tuned details that are going to move that needle to get you to that goal? But really starting with, you know, getting clear, being setting clear intentions, um, making sure your mindset is where it needs to be as a business owner. So am I letting go of what I need to let go of? Have I said my affirmations today? Am I exercising and keeping my brain and my body at the highest peak of what they need to be? And just making sure that, you know, you're sewing into yourself as much as you're sewing into your business so that you are bringing the best foot forward to all of the people you're impacting and that you are setting your goals and setting your intentions to succeed you know, with purpose. Mm, mm, I, I love that. And you mentioned uh, this word a couple of times in that piece, uh, funnel. Mm-hmm. And how can you, for someone who has never seen, never heard, not familiar with at all of what a funnel is, how can you dissect that in the, the easiest way for someone to understand the importance of a funnel and how funnels can even create sub processes and subsystems that can help you work even more efficiently. Yes. So people use the word funnel a couple of different ways and I'll differentiate those two ways, right? So mm-hmm. there's a sales funnel, which I'll refer to as the buyer's journey so that that's not confusing. And then there mm-hmm. are actual systems that you use to push people through that buyer's journey or through the funnel, right? So the buyer's journey is all of the steps of the process that a person takes from when they first meet you, first interact with you, first find out who you are, to the ultimate purchase, whether it's the first purchase or the most expensive purchase or recurring purchases from your platform. So it's, you know, they're in the awareness stage, they're in the interest stage, they're in the desire stage, and then they're in the purchase stage. And that is also referred to as a funnel. So the top of the funnel is when they're kind of aware of who you are, but don't know if they want to buy. In that middle step, they've either, you know, got a freebie from you or a a cheap a cheap uh, offer maybe a, one of the more inexpensive things that you offer and then the bottom of the funnel is either they've opted into your your highest ticket uh, product or service so when they're going through that buyer's journey there are automated funnels that you can set up to take them from point a to point b whether it's the awareness stage to that highest ticket item that you have and you set up landing pages 
and automated, you know, email marketing, automated social media marketing to push them from step one of that buyer's journey all the way to the bottom, the end of that highest ticket item of the buyer's journey. Mm. Well said. Well, very, yeah. very well said. I, if, if I was a rookie, I would <laughs> 1000% be like, I need a funnel. I yeah. even need a funnel. I need more Listen, funnels. I need to create yeah. more, more funnels. I'm <laughs> definitely going to be no, hitting you up, Ange. And, and speaking of, right, like what is the, what is the, what are some of the characteristics of your I, ideal client? Like how can some of our uh, our millionaires who are like listening to this and like, wow, I think I really want to work with Ange. How can we not only, you know, expect for you to change our lives, but how can we make, you know, being a client of yours easy? How can we make, uh, just make the journey, you know, mutually beneficial for, for both parties? Yeah. So step one is that you you already got to have the business idea. Like I'm not, (laughs) I can help you with a lot of things, but I'm not going to help you find your passion. You got to go to a different (laughs) coach for that. Okay. Um, but once you have the business idea, you have the foundations of the business set up. So you have your name, um, even as basic as, you know, you have your name, you have what you want to do. Um, if you are a purpose-driven business owner, so if you are faith-based, mission-based, nonprofit, anything that impacts the lives of other human beings, you are my ideal person, right? I live for helping the people who are going to help others. You know, one of the things I always see on Instagram is like, when you're that person that says, get you with me, because you can't ever find the me that's as good as you are, or, you know, I always wanted a friend like me, right? I always try to mm-hmm. be that person to those people, the people who can't find someone who's going to give that extra level of support or go the extra mile. I want to be that for you, right? So if you find yourself, you're always the person that people are relying on. You are the responsible friend or you're the responsible sibling. Um, You are the person who really is dedicating your lives to helping other people. This is where it's at for you, right? And then in your journey, helping you figure out exactly how to set up, how to find the digital products that you can sell to automate your income, how to use systems like, you know, your website builder, email marketing systems, um, funnel systems to sell those products, to sell your services on repeat without you having to lift a finger and really find the ideal clients that you're going to serve to help make other people's lives easier. So just know that if you were a person who knows they need support, who was like, man, I'm up 16 hours a day, not knowing who I could call, you could always call on Ange, okay? I'm answered that phone. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we're almost, we're almost done here, Ange. And I want to say thank you for the time you spent with us so far. Um, before, we, before, we, before we part ways, I do want to um, switch gears to the rapid fire round, yeah. right? And that is sponsored by our guys over at Poddex. So I got five random questions that I'm going to ask you that have nothing to do with today's conversation. Um, the advice is just to, to be brief, be brilliant, and most importantly, have fun again, okay? All righty. Awesome, awesome. So the first one is, who would you most like to sit next to on a 10-hour flight and why? They got to be alive? No. No, they don't have to be alive. 10 hours. That's a long time. It's a long flight. You must be going to like Costa Rica or something. All right. This is supposed to be rapid. So the first thing that came to my mind was Cleopatra. Cleopatra is one of those people like if you want ever wanted to meet somebody dead or alive, that's always my answer. Because mm-hmm. she was so young and she did so much in so little time. She was like 18 years old, overthrew all these kingdoms, was running like she was running the show. Okay. Um probably not helpful in today's day and age, but I just think it would be so incredibly cool to meet somebody who did that much for the world. Mm-hmm. 
I love it. I love it. So Cleopatra, <laughs> mm-hmm. n- number two, we got, would you rather give up all? Dr- okay. This is the first time I had this question. Would you rather <laughs> give up all drinks except for water or give up eating anything that was cooked in the oven? Give up the drink. So you'd rather give up every, so you can only drink water. Uh-huh. I want my food now. Don't, I don't play yeah. with my food. I want, I'll, I'll uh, have you ever just, I want my yeah. food. Yeah, I just sometimes I just crave hot food. Like, yes, I don't know how people are raw vegans. Like, y'all tripping? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> I'm still str- I still can't even get past the the, the vegan cheese. It's <laughs> not. Alone. It's, it's not. not. They haven't. Co- not. They haven't delivered what I need them to deliver. I really do want to switch gears into you know veganism, but mm-hmm. they have not delivered on that cheese. I can do it most of the stuff. Like I, I, I love a tofu. They're getting real far with these plant-based meats out there. Like they top tier right now. You know, we're in Lent right mm-hmm. now, so I've been eating a lot of plant-based meat, and it's good. Yeah. But you're right, that cheese that ain't it's, it's it does not get melty right. It, it doesn't. doesn't. The only Can't one that it. I found that's like close is the Daya brand cheese. It's D A I Y A or whatever. They're the best. Mm-hmm. They ain't right. But they're as close as you're gonna get with <laughs> They ain't right, but they're the best. <laughs> All right, number three. What's something uh what's something that we would never guess about you? Something that you would never guess about me. I don't know. I know everything about me, so I can't guess it. Um I played three sports in high school. I was a three sport athlete. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like sports. people are always surprised by that. Basketball, field hockey, and lacrosse. I'm more so surprised. I'm I'm not more so surprised at the fact that you played three sports. I'm surprised mm-hmm. at the three sports. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the I, I, first of all, I think I met one person in my life who has played field hockey in high school, and that's you. <laughs> I was field hockey was my number one sport. I had to play three sports. I think all through middle school, I had to play three sports at my school. And then when you got to high school, you could decide which ones you wanted to play. Field hockey was my sport. I did everything else to stay in shape. Like I was, you couldn't stop me on that field. I was mm. forward. I was scoring goals. That was my life, man. That's what's up. And our field, ho- so field hockey and lacrosse, are they like relative? I know, like, are they relatively similar? Because those kind of, those two paired kind of make sense. They're kind of similar. So like they're similar. The field is similar looking. You have the same position. So you have like a forward, you have a midfield, you have a backfield. Um, the rules of the game are different, but like it's like every game you're trying to score a goal. So mm-hmm. they're pretty yeah. similar. They're pretty similar. Gotcha. Gotcha. Number four is what is the dumbest way you've been injured? <laughs> playing tag. <laughs> Man, you got injured playing tag? Fourth, yep. I was in fourth grade. I tagged somebody wrong and I fractured my wrist. Like, like I broke it, broke it. It wasn't like, a, oh my god, it hurt. No, I broke my wrist playing tag. That's what, dumb. Tag is tag is. <laughs> I'm starting to learn. Tag is a dangerous game. I also yeah. injured myself playing playing tag. Yeah. And you, you know those little um, like the the side of the building fire hydrants. Yeah, like not the one that stick out of the ground, but the ones the that ones like that using on the side the of a restaurant. And they yeah. got the little. So I was playing tag, and I was like trying to avoid getting tagged, and I backed <laughs> up right into that thing. We're like went into my kidney. I don't oh, fell down. Could it knocked the wind out of me? I couldn't breathe. Nothing. 
I was down for like five, 10 minutes. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> See, now yeah, I feel yeah. better. It's not just me. When kids are in it, mm. they in it. Like you're playing. They in it. Nothing's going to stop you except for getting hurt. Like, yeah. It is what it is. I used to stay in the hospital playing games like tag, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All right. Last, last one here is what do you think is the most unpleasant sounding word? Squawk. Squawk. Yep. <laughs> what, what does that word even mean? <laughs> it's like the the word the sounds that birds make. They squawk. Oh, okay. but that's what it sounds like. Like, like like nobody, a like a loogie. <laughs> like a like a spit. Needed, like yeah, yeah, like not, no. Most yeah. people say moist, but I'm like that's that sounds regular to me. But no, I don't like. Squawk. It's so crazy that you that you know most people say moist. I've had pro- I probably asked that question that. And it's so crazy. I got like 55 cards in here and uh-huh. I seem to like rotate through the same cards. Yeah. And I've asked that question probably the most. And everybody says the word everybody moist. Everybody says moist. And I feel like I don't understand like what you want dry chicken? I want my chicken moist. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, <laughs> come on. You got to get it together. You right about that. You right about <laughs> I don't like when I used to eat meat, I definitely was not going for the dry turkey. That's probably why I don't like turkey over chickens because it's usually the drier yeah. bird. Right, right. But I don't want dry fruit. I don't want no dry orange. I want a juicy orange. Give me the moist. Give me the, I don't want a dry cake. Give me a moist cake. Come on. It, you, you're right. I'll play yeah. by my food. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. <laughs> moist cake. Moist cake sold me. Yep. Moist is not the, the, the worst on the word. I'm I'm switching now, gears. You might to have me. Loogie was pretty nasty too. I ain't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad one. That's a bad yeah. one. I think it's tied with squat. We're we going to get those to a tie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and uh, we, we wrapping it up. I got some closing questions for you, and before we get to the 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 nitty gritty, I want want you to give us a a red pill blue pill scenario that our our millionaires can vote on. So I'm going to put it up uh, in our Facebook mastermind in the polls, and if you can give us some type of red pill blue pill scenario for them to vote on, that's awesome. And you can get as creative as, as you want with this. Okay. Okay. And this is like, so this is getting to the core of who you are as a person when it comes to like mm-hmm. that stuff. Okay. Would you rather be the face of a billion dollar corporation, get all the perks of being the face, but none of the money, or be in the background? Nobody has any idea who you are. You get none of the perks of being famous, but you get the billion dollars. Mm. That's a little question. Yeah. And at first, at first I was thinking like, oh, that's a, that's a no brainer. And then I was like, but with that, with that notoriety, you can get like all kinds of stuff. So I only, I only want to spoil it. Cause I can't vote and I want our yeah. millionaires to really take, take heed to that one. So, okay. So the, I'm going to say the red pill is going to be, mm-hmm. be the face of a billion dollar company with none of the, with none of the money. Yeah, and the blue pill is to be in the background of that billion dollar company with none of the fame. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, or even nobody even believes that you like. Even if you said right. I don't, no like, nobody believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's the red pill, blue pill, millionaires. You heard it here. I'm going to make sure I put it in the Facebook Mastermind group. So if you're not a part of the Facebook Mastermind group 
and you want to go vote, make sure that you go vote and join the Facebook Mastermind. It's the Million Dollar million dollar Mastermind. Or if you listen to us on Spotify, you'll be able to um, answer that poll on Spotify as well. But red pill, blue pill, which one are you picking? So that's that. That was an awesome red pill, blue pill scenario, Ange. And um, now here we here we get to the point where you are. You said you're getting ready to go on a nice little vacation tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, in, in lieu of your vacation, let's see that, you know, you at the airport uh, or you you driving wherever you going and you happen to stumble across an 18 year old fl- reflection of yourself. What would be some advice you would give your 18 year old self? Advice I would give my 18 year old self. Trust God's timing. Mm. Trust God's timing. You're going to think. And why that is that so important? God's timing has played such an integral role in my entire journey. I, if you had asked me where I was going to be, I would be working at an advertising firm in Atlanta. I would have went to Emory for grad school. Like I had my whole life planned. I had a 15 year plan when I was 18 years old, right? Not a single thing on that plan came true, okay? I have pivoted so many times. If you had told me I would ever be back home in Philly, I would have told you you were crazy. But now I'm back home. I'm a homeowner. I'm a business owner. Never in my life would I have thought I would have been here. But just the happiest that I've ever been and having the potential to go anywhere that I want to go, it just, it beats whatever plan I thought I was going to have. So trusting God's plan and trusting God's timing are just essential. And don't worry about what other people are doing. Stay true to who you are. So many people get caught up in this comparison trap, especially in social media age. They want to be the person that looks good on paper. And that's why my red pill or blue pill is what it is. Because people are going into debt, renting private jets to take pictures for Instagram and having no money. I would much mm. rather be the person with no followers and all the dollars. Like, come on, come on. So trust who you are, believe in who you are. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing because what's for you can't flee from you. It's going to be yours. It, it, it's going to be yours. And what uh, I think it was, some, some, somebody said it might've been Drake. I'm hearing Drake's voice when I hear it, but it's like <laughs> followers don't add up the dollars. It's like, right. you, you, you got to get past that. And it's also a piece of that shiny nickel syndrome as well, too. When we see, it's like, see, monkey see, monkey do. It's like, oh, they're they're killing in that space. I want to kill in that space because I also enjoy, you know, that thing. But you don't look at the work that it took to get there. And you you didn't look at what God's timing was for them. Right. And I was just having this conversation with uh, our, our last guest, uh, Coach Bonds. Yeah. She was talking about... Um, pretty much the same thing and, and we we came to the discussion like there's like we all say we're waiting for a certain door to open up right and and we're waiting for this door to open up to get to the next step but the door that you were looking to open that you were waiting to open up wasn't opening because you decided not to go through the the, the first door right that wasn't in your in your plan in your 15 year plan right yeah. god may god may throw in a whole nother door that's behind you may may it may require you to take a quick pivot in order for you to see the door opening and you got to go through that door to get to the next door and and what you said is like just just staying true to yourself more so and being receptive and open-minded to opportunities that you have to just pivot and maybe not backtrack but sidestep right you got to just move over a little bit 
because, you know, I don't think that God really puts things in our lives to where we have to backtrack. It's more so just a little sidestep or a hurdle we have to jump over that may take us or climb over that might take us a little bit uh, of some time. So I I love that advice. Um, Staying true to the process, trusting God's timing is is great advice for especially an 18 year old that's getting ready to graduate high school, you know, and has a decision whether they want to go to college, whether they want to enter a trade whether they want to start a business and you have the pressures of everyone telling you what they did. Right. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm an educated black man with a degree and I love our HBCUs. I love our colleges and universities, but it's like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And I, and I, I can't be the parent when I, when I get blessed with kids to, you know, make my kids feel like they have to go to college. If they in their right mind and their heart don't feel like it's for them. Right. You don't got to go to college, but you got to do something. You got to do something, right. Do something. And, and, and I'm going to have the resources to give you so you can exactly. figure out what, like, that's what, that's, that's my, that's my biggest thing is making sure I can put them, point them in the direction to go through that identification discovery phase. I saw something, I think I was watching The Home Edit, which is great shows on, on Netflix. It's about mm-hmm. organization or whatever. And one of the founders of the company said that they moved in with her parents when they started the company so that they could have the extra funds. Both of them moved into her parents' house. They both lived there so that they could get their business off the ground. And I was like, how powerful is that to be able to gift that to your children, right? Like, you know what you want to do. You bring you and however many people in your team need to come into this to get your business off the ground. Here's the resources to get started. Like that for me was like, that's life goals. That's my intention. They set right now. That's my intention. So I feel that to my whole core, to my whole core. Got to make it happen. Got to make it happen for the youth. All right. Well, Ange, it, like I said, it's, I keep saying it, it's been a pleasure having you. And I, I'm just glad that you were able to, you know, you know, make some time to join us and our, and our millionaires who will be tuning into this uh, and dropping the gems that you dropped so far. Uh, now I want to give you the space to, you know, tell us about any news that you're excited about, some projects that you're dropping. Uh, just tell us where we can find you, you know, how we can get in touch with you when we are finally ready to, yeah. to get some of those Ampere business solutions, you know, now's the, you know, now's the space to, to plug yourself in and tell us more. Absolutely. So if you know that you are a person who has started a business or is in the process of starting a business and you want to set your foundation to work the systems and work the strategies so that your business is working for you and not the other way around. You can find me on Instagram at Ampere, A-M-P-E-R-E, Business Solutions. You can find me on TikTok at Expert Anjanae, A-N-J-A-N-E-E. And you can find us at AmpereBusinessSolutions.com. We have all types of free resources to get you started on your systems journey whether it's a free systems list. We also have a CEO time management bundle, which now talking to you, I might have to change that to to leverage your time as a CEO, right? We don't like the management. We like the leveraging. So Mm -hmm. I have a CEO time management bundle for all these free resources and you can schedule a free consultation with me. I can help you get um, organized to figure out what your right next step is so that you are moving in the direction with intention to where you want to go. So we're starting with the end in mind and we're getting you to where you want to go to how you can reach your goals. So again, uh, free systems list, CEO time management bundle, free consultation with me, and you can find me on social media. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Especially with just that, that time management bundle and setting those intentional calculated goals. Again, it's not about who gets there first. It's about who got there. Correct. Right. You could get there first, but if you get there with no money, what was the point? 
Exactly. <laughs> and if you if and if you get there, because so, some people grow beyond their um, some people grow too fast, where you end up yeah. dipping, right? You 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 wasn't ready for the momentum that you saw. Yeah. Like for the example that you shared with um, you know, getting four hundred, you know, potential sales that you can't fulfill. Exactly. Um, and, and that's a that's a huge way to where everything can kind of you know hit you know go downhill from there if you're not prepared. But again, Angela, it was a total pleasure having this conversation yeah. with you. I was I was talking about this conversation probably for a whole two weeks because it's just been coming up more and more and more about just systems processes you know live you know working smarter instead of harder all these things everything that we pretty much talked about has been on my mind for quite some time now so I'm glad that you were able to join us drop the gems that you have and as always I want to thank our millionaires who have been a part of the show week in and week out every Monday every Friday just joining us tapping in with us engaging with us letting us know what they enjoy what they really want to hear more of and you know this has been a topic that has been proven to be you know the favorite systems processes as i said so thank you all millionaires in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become especially if you apply the principles that you heard today now uh speaking of today and uh some of the information that you heard if it resonated with you and you are serious about taking your business to the next level, you know, make sure you tap in with Ange and, and, and Ampere Business Solutions so that you can get those those scattered goals and the, the scatter brain and you can set more intentional calculated goals and you can have a direction and a course that is going to put you on the correct path to really turn your business from profiting $100 a month to $10,000, $100,000, wherever you need to take it, uh, Angie's going to get you there. So, uh, Angie, if there, uh, do you have like any consultations that you're, that you're running this, uh, this month or anything, anywhere that people can kind of meet with you or, you know, watch a video that could get a little bit more in depth on some of the, the services that you provide? Yeah. So everything is on my link in my bio. So whatever social media page or whatever, if you go directly to my website, all of the things are laid out there. Um, you can join our email list. You can find all of our social medias um, and you can see all of the list of our full services. I offer free consultations all year round. So if you know that this is something that you want to tap into, you can go to the link in my bio um, and, or you can go t- directly to our services page, directly to our website. There's it's on the contact page. I think the, the sign up link for our free consultations, I think is on every single page. So you can absolutely mm-hmm. find us um, through that way. And I will help you streamline your services in whatever way you need help with. Right. Um, there's just so many different opportunities for you to find new ways to do more with less, to work less and make more money and to really reclaim the time that you deserve as a business owner. And before I go, I do want to plug one more time. If you know that you're trying to work on your mindset and you know, you're trying to make that shift from being an employee to being a CEO, make sure you grab the book. Make sure you grab Q's book, Lee, from the front because you need to tap in. There are so many things in there that change my perspective as a business owner. So I had to throw that in just one more time. Awesome. Awesome. And I appreciate that. Yes. That shameless plug. And, and, and if you <laughs> no guys shame. are considering that, you, you can definitely text the word book to 888 888- Two nine two fifteen zero one. You could text the you could text book to that number, and you'll be able to get a link to where you can purchase the book. And make sure you go link up with Ange too, so that you can get those things right as well. So I'm your guy Kai Speaks. You just heard it from Anjanae, the 
Uh, is the operations queen or the strategist queen? Which one you like more? Which ops one's queen. More? I like systems queen, ops queen, whatever you need, because it really depends. Like operations is bigger than just systems. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with your systems and I'm going to take you from there. So sky's mm-hmm. the limit. But again, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Um, I think this conversation has been impactful for me as much as it's been for the millionaire. So, you know, anytime you want to link up, let's link. Definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to the connections. And, and just remember for you all who are listening and tuning in with us, keep focused, build momentum and drive results so that you can live abundantly. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks. You just heard from Angie Nate. Peace. All right, millionaires, got some quick and exciting news for you all. I said I was going to make it happen, and it is officially here. We are now on YouTube, which means that video content is fully accessible to you all. Full episodes are going to be dropped and updated every Monday and Friday. Same cadence that you're already used to. So make sure you head on over to our official YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Show all the love that you can and let that algorithm do its thing continue to put that content in front of you but all right gotta go love y'all